Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today on the show, I have my... My good buddy and fellow uh, speaker on the speaking circuit, uh, Jeff Ferguson from, he's the CEO of Fang Digital Marketing. Welcome, Jeff. Yeah, hey, welcome, Tim. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. Well, I know you, you're, you're an old hat at this and have your own show on Webmaster Radio, but today we're going to put you on the hot seat and grill you. Uh, for the folks that aren't familiar with you, can you tell them a little bit about what, what you do and what, what you guys do at Fang Digital? Absolutely. So uh, I've actually been doing uh, internet marketing for over 18 years now. I'm, I'm one of the old men of the business, uh, kind of like you can. And uh, <laughs> I've been doing it since, uh, <laughs> since, since the mid-90s. Uh, I was on the client side of the business for um, like the first 15 years of that, uh, being uh, head of digital marketing for companies like Hilton Hotels Corporation or Kimberly Clark. And uh, I was one of the last uh, marketing people over at Nastro before they, uh, they got sold to Best Buy and subsequently was shut down. Um, so I've been doing this for quite a chunk of time. Um, eventually I decided to kind of put out my own shingle, um, and started saying digital marketing, which was originally a consulting business. Uh, but after a very short amount of time, we had uh, a bunch of people that, uh, really wanted us to kind of take that next step and start implementing a lot of the, uh, uh things that we were recommended. Uh, so it, um, kind of going from there, uh, right now we're about three years old. We've uh, got some fantastic clients that we've picked in anywhere from, uh, small, you know, one location local shops all the way up to, uh, Fortune 500 companies like both in electronics and, uh, and some startups in the in between, like Just Fab and Fab Kids. So, um, we're checking mm-hmm. along doing really great. So in terms of the services you offer, can you just describe that a little bit? And what's the mix of typical work you do for a client? Sure. I mean, when it comes down to it, we're really a digital media agency. We just happen to specialize in the in the, uh, in the internet side of things, but uh, also with some mobile as well. Uh, but we just do a lot of work um, on search marketing, such as SEO and paid search. Uh, we do a lot of display work, whether it be uh, direct buys that are part of uh, large-scale packages um, with um, sponsorships or native advertising and things like that. Um, but we also, you know, manage our own network side of the business with our trading desk and, and that but we do a lot of mobile ads um, and really run the gamut um, on a lot of different fronts these days. Um, we don't get into creative but we're mostly, you know, we've got other partners for that. Well, terrific. Uh, so, you know, one thing that you and I have uh, talked about in the past and is uh, well, going to be provocative and put it out there. It seems like SEOs, people especially, don't seem to give a crap about conversion. 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate, um, and I I would would agree in a lot of cases it's not necessarily our agreement. Uh, You know, we're – I think it's one of the differences that – from the way I kind of came up in the business is that I was always working for companies that um, that actually had to make a conversion. Uh, there was actually well, something well, at the end of the Let's talk about it, Dovin. So, but what what yeah. is it that gives uh, SEO folks that um, that perspective? I mean, is it that they're too busy focusing on the technical stuff? I mean, every time Google burps and another panda comes out, they're just scrambling and they're too reactive, or they just don't understand conversion, or they're or they they think that it's a necessity to have too much text on the page to please the spiders. Tell me about the uh, you know your perspective on the psychology of SEO people and what they're trying to yeah. why why it doesn't line up with conversion often. Well, I mean, I think overall there's a there's actually a, a major disconnect in the world of SEO right now as far as like what it what it really is, or like I think it's almost like a uh, an elevated sense of belief as far as like the, what they're actually doing, what services they're really providing in a lot of ways. Um, we've always kind of taken from the standpoint that SEO is really a collection of best practices in marketing and in site development uh, that you should be doing anyway, uh, even if like Google or Bing or whatever didn't exist in the first place. You really should be doing these things, and a lot of those things, um, you know, on the marketing side um, or the site development side of the things, you know, lead right to conversion. I mean, you're, you, you know, things like uh, oh, it's going to break it down to where it's that hey, there's content, there's the site architecture of the site. And then there's the, the links that come in from side of it. And, and, but all three of those things you would need at any given time. You're supposed to have content, right? Uh, content is supposed to exist on a site that is really well built. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to be great enough that people are going to willingly want to link to you. Um, where it's kind of gotten screwed up over times is, is a group, you know, the groups of people that actually are tr- really trying to trick and, and uh, game the system in a lot of ways. And they've come along and basically stamped that as SEO in a lot of ways. But in reality, it's cheating. Um, and there's no two ways around it. So what okay. we end up with is, is these kind of discussions where, you know, we're, you know, it goes, oh, SEOs don't care about conversion. And it goes, well, you know, the, the guys that are just trying to trick the systems and their, their whole purpose in life is to increase, like, rank uh, on a, on a, you know, searching result. Mm-hmm. And I really don't even call them SEOs. I call them cheaters. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. So it's, I shouldn't, you know, paint, uh, tar everyone with the same brush or paint everyone with the same brush, as they say. Uh, okay. But, uh, so, if you look at it as, um, fine, we'll take out the black hats. We'll take out the people that are just kind of trying to game the algorithm, if you will. But isn't there still this kind of notion that you need to have a lot of text on the page to please the spiders? Most SEOs consider that a reality, and is it a reality? I mean, to me, it seems like more and more I hear off-page factors like uh, authoritative inbound links and social media signals and even author reputation of uh, are increasingly important there are they're not things that are on the actual landing page mm-hmm. well i mean it's, it's so it's a combination of everything right i mean and i think um i, I think as humans it's our what we would love to is, is if we could find one thing or more or just a couple of small things that really make a big difference in something like seo but in reality now there's you know, hundreds of different factors that are part of that algorithm that influence it. And, you know, some of them are content, so which includes having text on the page. doesn't mean you have to have a ton of it, but, I mean, if you want to be relevant, you actually have to have some. Uh, you have to have something for the engines to read. Uh, but other factors like, you know, uh, social linking or regular linking or, or just the way this site is crafted itself, uh, all those factor into it. And anytime any one of those things are missing, um, you know, things break down. Uh, 
Okay, so if you were to try to train an SEO to do inversion, I think you have a, you know, a few, uh, three, four minutes before a break. What are the the three things that you do to to kind of turn their head around a little bit and make them focus on conversion more? What, what would you tell them practically to do in their jobs or in their approach or their outlook? Um, practically, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if there's three things. I mean, there's like one thing that, that I would probably drive into his head the most, and the rest would kind of come into line after that, um, is that our, our goal is to convert, right? I mean, that's, that's really what we're going for. When we start working with the client, and then the way anybody should really work is, is that um, we actually really have to teach them how to talk about SEO in a lot of ways, but they'll come up a lot of times and say, hey, look, um, we need help ranking on this term. And I go, no, no, you want more sales from the organic channel. That's actually what you're looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with like where you rank or anything like that. And so if we beat that in their client side, we beat that into something that I'm teaching SEO about and saying, hey, but that's the ultimate goal that we're looking for here. Don't get caught up in, in chasing the wrong metric, uh, which is not anything beyond the conversion, uh, then, then you'll be fine. Okay, so don't get caught up. I mean, what I heard you saying is don't caught up in these kind of technical intermediate uh, metrics or vanity. Like the CEO wants us to be number one for this term, term, right? Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, most of it, I mean, as it is like ranking for page, which unfortunately a lot of people use as part of their job. Um, you know, it, it's a diagnostic metric at best, um, and at worst, it's a red herring completely. So. Okay, so the closer you get to the conversion, the better. So. Ranking is not the same as traffic. Traffic is not the same as quality, high converting traffic either, right? So you right, want to get exactly, yeah. So the, the, yeah. So the SEO should be looking at the downstream results as far as in the analytics and saying how do we improve the yield from our channel. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, you know, there's, there's a dozen different diagnostic metrics and, and, and usually rank is very, you know, very few and I think, I, you know, I put more effort into looking at things like, um, like your bounce rate or your time on site or whatever it is for a given keyword, um, as a more important diagnostic metric to basically determine is, hey, look, are we providing, um, an answer to the question that people are searching for us for in the first place? Uh, because that's all going to help us convert better down the line. Okay. Well, that's something that I actually want to pick up after the break. I think Google is moving in the same direction as well in terms of what they value. Uh, so we'll be back in a couple of minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back. Uh, this is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, I'm continuing my conversation with uh, Fang Digital CEO, Jeff Ferguson. Jeff, before the break, you kind of uh, mentioned that you look at more what you consider relevant metrics for SEO performance like time on site or bounce rate. I think Google is doing a lot of the same things. They're actually looking for the whole downstream experience and if people are bouncing off of a landing page they know that's not an, a relevant result to serve uh, but in a way it can be kind of counterproductive to conversion to have somebody spend a long time on a site that usually means or often means that they're confused as well how do you actually read the tea leaves and figure out what those metrics mean um, you know, there's there a kind of a somewhere in between uh, that we do look at in a lot of ways. I mean, most of the time, um, like as I said before, what we try and focus on our best is making sure that we're we're answering the questions that are being asked in a lot of ways. Uh, for instance, there's a report that we love to look at inside of Google Analytics. Uh, there's the keyword bubble report. And most of the time, people look at that from the idea says, hey, look, um, you know, look at all these fantastic terms that we're actually getting traffic from. We tend to turn that upside down and look at it from the standpoint of, like, yes, they're getting traffic, but how quickly are they leaving? Are they, you know, are they bouncing pretty quick? Do they have a high bounce rate? Are, you know, are they only hanging out a little bit? Are they only looking at a couple of pages? And it's usually a better indicator that, like, you know, the, the question that they've posed, which is in the form of that keyword query, um, you know, we're really not doing our best to answer it. So that usually means we need to go back and say, hey, you know, is the content we're writing, is the information we're providing, is, is that not really solving uh, that question? And then this just means we need to work on it more. And that, in turn, you know, helps convert in, in a variety of different ways when you think about it. But, uh, you know, Google's paying attention to those type of things. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we never know completely for sure, um, you know, what all these pieces of the equation are, but those type of things do seem to make a big difference. Okay. So if you're, but what do you say to kind of non-traditional content? That, uh, what I mean by that is in the old days, the web really evolved uh, from a hypertext medium, right? You have a bunch of text and you have uh, text links in it. With, and, and now increasingly we're seeing uh, stuff that's harder to index, programmatic, JavaScript, uh, video, things like that. I mean, what if somebody just decides to have a very effective page with a very compelling video on it, but there's no text for the spiders to consume? Is that an issue? I mean, what do you say to the direct response kind of conversion guys, you know, in the 
uh, mold of Frank Kern that just put an autoplay video on the page and get really high conversion. Yeah. I mean, so if you look at it, a lot of times those guys that get the really high conversion, they're getting a real high conversion from uh, traffic that is coming usually, you know, by a referral um, in a lot of cases, or it's coming by way of paid or something along those lines that's really like driving that person in into it. So there's, there's an initial extra oomph that kind of gets them down that, down that path in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but really they usually the thing that they, you know, they come to us or they come to whatever for is just saying, Hey, look, this is all working great on this front. What we need to work on is the, uh, is the organic side because that's just, you know, next to nothing for us. And we used to tell them this in order to do that, you know, you guys have to provide a little bit more content and it's, you know, not, not just something for the people to read, but it's something that Google can read in a lot of ways. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Google still has trouble with images. It still has trouble with video. It still has trouble with a lot of things, which is why you'll see a lot of people do things like uh, when they put a video up, they'll actually have it completely transcribed as well. Um, you know, so that it has something that for people to grab onto. Uh, is is that something? I mean, so somebody who actually wants to watch the video, they can consume it that way. Someone that wants to skim it and uh, get the transcript can consume it in another way. Do you recommend putting up those kind of multiple formats of the same thing on a page? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, not not just for regular SEO purposes, but I mean, it, it's a it's a people preference kind of thing. I mean, I know, for instance. Uh, uh, CMOs or mods now, um, does a thing called Bio Friday that they come out with every Friday, obviously. And, and, um, he does it in a video, uh, either, uh, Rand or one of his guests does it in a video. Um, I actually read it because they, they, they take the next day to transcribe it. I can drop that in pocket. I can, you know, read it whenever I need to. Um, and so that's, that's the way that they're actually capturing it. That's the way that information's coming by. And, and I mean, from that standpoint, that's, uh, it becomes less an SEO issue, although that's part of it, but more along the lines of a user experience type of issue. Yeah, so some people, you know, if you look at videos, a linear process, and you know, you should always indicate how long a video is, but basically someone has to invest a, a bunch of time in it, whereas if you give it to them in transcript format, they can skim it and focus on certain parts if it's well organized and, and edited properly. Uh, I know HubSpot does an excellent job of that too. I did a webinar with Mike Volpe, their their CMO, and it was instantly transcribed into an ebook. It was blogged about. The video yep. transcript was available. The SlideShare PowerPoint was available. So pretty much any way you wanted to consume it, you had your your choice. Yeah, love love me some HubSpot just for that reason. I mean, they they really um, you know they really take advantage of the idea of, of uh, reusing. Uh, those assets in multiple ways, and, and you know, it, ex- it extends the reach out. I mean, you mentioned SlideShare, which I, I don't think enough people use it or, or um, you know, do as a as a way of like sharing knowledge in a lot of ways. I mean, it's something that um, we've done a little bit, but uh, it's on my list that hey, we need to get better at that in a lot of ways. But in the meantime, we're telling our clients to do it. Okay. Any other tips for kind of um, optimizing for non-standard content, if you will? Along the lines um, of maybe local or other other considerations. I mean, I think we've I think we've covered most of it, I mean, and it's really um, you know the the point to drive home here is, is that it's not it's not going to be just one thing uh, that you're doing. I mean, there's plenty of people that say, "Hey, look, I'm blogging, and that's enough." Um, you know, it's really um, about making sure that you're everywhere that you're your potential customers are going to be in a lot of ways. I, we actually did a blog post about this um, next long ago where we talked about how um, my niece had requested a, a special kind of uh, cake for her birthday. It was called a tie-dye cake. 
Uh, uh-huh. I've never heard of it before. And it's, it's something that takes a lot of process and food color and things like that to go off. And so, you know, obviously, hey, I'm a search guy, you know, as well, whatever consumers would, I searched for it. And the process of it, I went ahead and documented because it was one of those things where, like, on that search, uh, you know, the image searches came up at the top there. That means that somebody had, you know, put those images out there in a variety of different ways. The, the regular people that produced that cake mix, um, the guy who created it eventually, um, people that had done it at home, blah, blah, blah. So there's all those images out there. Then there's all these videos on top of it where there was a how-to videos or, or regular people or the official company doing how-to. And then, then um, she kind of saw that and realized, like, hey, this is what this is. This is how it exists. Um, you come back later on and say, okay, there's a mix for this kind of thing and then you can search for mix and then you know you make sure that you've got all those things that are kind of pointing towards that direction again so it's, it's really and you know I, I really applauded my idea that they were everywhere that i would i was looking at any given time and that's why they ended up closing the sale for me so i go through and you know buy four boxes of this stuff and you know, do it for my kids or do whatever uh, it's because okay they were got where it. we needed to be yeah. yeah, okay, so, so you know, actually, I pulled up Tide Cake on Google, and I spelled T-I-E-D-Y-E Cake. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's right, but the first thing that comes up is a row of images, and then it uh, looks like a website or a couple of websites, and then a couple of videos on YouTube. So that kind of, and obviously, and the first uh, website is actually illustrated with a little thumbnail. So uh, mm-hmm. it seems to me, given that there's a strong bias in our, brains towards visually interesting stuff on a bland page of text that these image results and these video results or this featured result with the thumbnail are going to draw a disproportionate amount of attention. Are you seeing that? So basically uh, almost all of the click-throughs are migrating to these kind of high attention assets at the very top of the first page. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and uh, I mean, you and I probably experienced as well in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, there's that, that authorship, um, kind of tagging this that's coming out on these days where like our our you know our images will show up next to any article that we write or you know no matter where it is and that uh, you know that is helping to raise a to say hey this is something that really draws the eye but it could be in the form of anything it could be the ratings it could be um, you know the icon for an app it could be you know any kind of things on top of it those type of things are making a major difference and the people that are taking advantage of it are the ones that are winning this game and and it's what's funny is, is that again you know this is where that idea of like sure you know SEOs can claim this SEOs usually get assigned the work to make that happen um, but it has very little list and more about the idea of like, hey, this is what it takes to be a marketer on a web. And so I, I really hear, you know, I know that SEO has kind of morphed and had a lot of things going on uh, over the last few years and evolved from a technical specialty to something broad, more broad-based. You know, three years ago, everyone was saying, oh, SEO is now really PR. And now everybody's saying SEO is really just good content marketing. I mean, is that basically what you're saying? Uh, I'm saying that SEO is is really a, a collection of things on top of it. I mean, uh, I'm saying like uh, the content writers are out there. They're part of that SEO equation. Uh, is they're part of that SEO team in a lot of ways, even if they don't realize it. Uh, the guys that regularly build your site are part of that SEO team. And your PR people, uh, PR people are actually some of the best link builders you've got. I mean, one of the problems that uh, that um, like the kind of the older school way of doing link building is running into problems is because what they were doing was just inaccurate and not what 
you know, how things were designed because, again, they were gaming the engines. Meanwhile, PR folks have been doing it right the whole time and, the, and, and what they would just call getting coverage and the fact that, uh, you know, they're getting reviews or they're getting people to talk about it or whatever it is in a completely natural uh, way that has existed forever. And, and again, it stems from the idea that, you know, that uh, the link part of uh, the equation comes from, you know, the old, um, uh, you know, uh, educational days when people are just well, sharing documents. Well, let's, let's explore that a little more after the break. We have to take a two-minute break. After that, when we come back, I want to also find out about your multifaceted musical past. I understand uh, <laughs> you're taking up uh, a new musical instrument in your, in your advanced middle-aged. We'll be back in two minutes with more LPO. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hold on to your white hat or... Black Hat, WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Uh, Jeff, uh, before the break, I, I alluded to your musical chops. You, you've been doing music a long time and uh, now have a new, a new passion. Tell us, tell us about your background and uh, what you're doing now. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've, so I've been playing music since, uh, you know, since, since, since middle school, so I guess that'd be since, uh, you know, I was 10 or 11. 
Um, started off in drums. Um, by high school, I'd actually um, uh, kind of moved on to some other instruments where I was doing full-scale arrangements and, and, you know, playing multiple wind instruments and things like that. So I played the tuba. And, again, I think I played, mostly played the tuba because I was tall enough to carry the damn thing. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but it kind of moved on from there. And, and uh, music was always kind of like part of my makeup in a lot of ways. But, unfortunately, I, I was never uh, I was never really encouraged to do that as, as like, a, a career or anything, even though I probably – you know, could have or would have or should have kind of thing on top of it. So it just always kind of stayed in the background as, as just a fun thing that I used to do. Um, as I got older, I, you know, I turned 42 this year, and, and uh, as I got older, you kind of you start to realize that, you know, there's some creative aspects that are missing out of your life, um, especially when you spend a lot of time diving through spreadsheets and whatnot. Um, so I decided this is, well, it's time to learn a new instrument. So I, um, and one that I've always loved, I'm a big jazz music fan and, uh, and I figured, Hey, look, you know, another, another bass level instrument uh, that I could play here is, is, um, the stand-up bass or the double bass as it's mm. often called. And it's, you know, the one that obviously, you know, it looks like a big cello, but it's actually oh, played yeah. with, uh, yeah, my, 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 my brother. Well, yeah. it depends. My brother actually studied it at UC San Diego, and he studied with Bert Turetsky on the classical side with the bow, and then Jimmy Cheatham, who's a renowned jazz musician by, you know, the plucking and all the other stuff. He actually had to yep. get calluses over several months to get good at it and developed a lot yep. of forearm strength, too, as I understand <laughs> it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah you sure don't uh, pick the easy ones. Uh, if you, you know, the tuba and the, and the bass and the drums, I guess the, you, you go for the bulkiest, most uncomfortable instruments possible. That's the common thing. Absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna, the, uh, it's funny, to, you know, the kind of uh, the perception of, like, that instrument in a lot of ways is you see the jazz people, you see um, the rock people that are kind of bumping around, and it's it's often perceived as this very easy kind of instrument, but it's actually very difficult. You know, it doesn't doesn't have any frets on it like a like a regular guitar would. So you're you know you really have to get used to a lot of muscle memory uh, on where your hands need to be uh, to really get the right sounds out of it. Um, you do have to learn how to use the uh, the bow on it first um, to really to get an understanding of that. And um, that will really just um, it just at first it feels so completely unnatural in the way you have to stand in a lot of ways to get that. <laughs> yeah. you know, everything. Yeah, but, yeah, but very. Uh, instrument, very demanding, no question about it. Uh, Jeff, I want yeah. to come back to this notion you were talking about before the break of, of the PR folks. Um, you know, I just got another little spam email from PR Newswire. I mean, PR, the purpose of PR is to get coverage in other media, but it seems like there's this kind of um, almost SEO-like bent to PR now where the actual press releases are being optimized and keyword stuffed and it's warped, you know, what good content dissemination used to be anyway. What, what's your take on that? So I, I think it's funny. So like, um, I think the press releases, unfortunately, are one of those things that have, um, that, um, like the, the more black hat side of the, the fence of SEO, um, notice and saying, hey, look, this is a, this is a good way to game the system, as we think of that. And so they, they go through and say, we can write this, this page of content. We can get that page of content distributed over, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of different sites. Um, we can embed a bunch of links inside of it. Um, and usually, it, you know, it's either very low cost or no cost in some instances, but it's one of the things where, yeah, they just blast that out and basically said, hey, look at me, I'm doing PR, but it's really it's really an SEO effort. Um, the problem is, is that it never really was, right? It's one of the things where even people that are in the PR business know that um, that press release is usually just the, the first step uh, in that process on it, and, and they know that's really not the content. Uh, they know that what that press release is really for is the press itself, 
uh, in a lot of ways. It's not, it's never really intended for people to be reading, uh, even though there are certain sites that'll pick it up and then slot it in, you know, exactly as written. Um, it, it was really something as, as a way to like start that conversation with, um, members of the press or, or our bloggers or whatever is on top of it to kind of take yeah, that. So it's basically, step. you know, the, yeah. the first step, it's not the last step. It's not an end in itself, uh, the press. Exactly. Well, good. Uh, so, Jeff, I know that, you know, you've spoken at Conversion Conference before. We have our Boston show coming up uh, September 30th, October 1st. Uh, hopefully folks will come out and uh, meet you there. For our listeners, if you're interested in coming out to Boston, the early bird is going to – is unfortunately passed by, but if you use WMFM as the promo code, you'll save $100 on the registration. Jeff, I know we could talk like this for hours. Uh, I hope to see you in the flesh soon. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. No problem. It was it was great to be here, and uh, feel free to uh, swing by our blog. There's actually a guest post by you up there, but uh, we've also got some other great posts on uh, SEO, some free ebooks, and a variety of things that uh, that your listeners can uh, download. And what's the URL for that? Uh, FangDigital.com/blog. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Jeff, and we'll see you on the flip side. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.